Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Lilac City is known for many things. One of which are the masterpieces created by Spokane's premier, 20th century architect, Kirtland Cutter. But this story isn't about him or even the man he built a mansion for. And I feel a hug from behind, but it's like a child's hug because it was on my legs. And then I turned around startled and of course nothing was there. I'm Catherine Barner. And I'm Madison Meyer. Join us on today's ghostly tale. This is Spokane Spooks. telling the stories and and people love ghost stories don't they (laughs) built in 1899 kirtland cutter was told to quote spare no expense building a lavish three and a half story home for mining millionaire and irish immigrant patrick patsy clark my name is rose rhodes and i worked at patsy clark's in the late 80s early 90s um i did i was a bartender a server and the catering manager For about 50 years, the mansion was used as a private residence by Patsy, his wife Mary, and their seven children, one of which died in infancy. After that, it was turned into the Francis Lester Inn and eventually became the Patsy Clark's Restaurant from 1982 to 2001. Well, you know, it's funny. If you would have asked me before I worked at Patsy Clark's if I believed in ghosts, I would have said no. Rose says little by little, things started happening, and it didn't seem like it could be a coincidence anymore. Uh, so it was a little things like that, you know, you'd go and you'd lock a door and and you'd turn around and it would swing open and nobody was there. You were the only one in the home. As the bartender, she would have to stay late and close up the mansion, usually by herself or with just one other person. One of her first encounters was when she was closing the place down alone. I was walking through and it's a big three-story mansion, so you don't just hit a light switch and all the lights go off. You have to go into each individual room and turn the lights off and it just gets darker and spookier um and the manager came to me and he said you know can you hurry up i really have a hot date tonight and if you could hurry up i'm going to walk you to your car and i said you know what i'm fine i'm going to be done in a couple of minutes just go i'm good so as i was walking around doing the rest of the closing i went back into the bar and there was a drip from the ceiling And it kept dripping more and more to where I had to put a bucket under it to catch the water. So, of course, I thought, okay, it's the restrooms are right above this, maybe a toilet overflowed or something. So I go up there. No, everything's dry. I even go up to the third floor. Everything's dry. I come down and the bucket is filling up. So I didn't want to, but I called the manager and I said, you're going to have to come back. We've got a problem here. A pipe broke or something. He's like, oh, okay. He gets back there. I'm finishing the rest of the house he grabs me and he goes is this a joke i said what do you mean he said what water and we go in there and it had been 
dripping so much that the ceiling was starting to pucker a little bit, the plaster. And so I said, well, it was there. And look at the bucket. It's half full. So he pulled off the suspended ceiling and climbed up in there. And he goes, there's no water. There's no pipe. There's nothing. Okay. So he thought I was playing a joke on him. I wasn't. (laughs) It really happened. While it seemed the spirits would play tricks anywhere, there were a few areas in the mansion where Rose felt them the strongest. One of the initial places I felt the ghost was in the wine cellar in the basement. I mean, it has the look of all the haunted movies. It's got rock walls and uh, iron gates that creak when you close them. Whenever I stepped into the circular area, I just felt like my feet were being drawn to the floor, that I was being weighted down, something was pulling me down, and then I and I couldn't catch my breath, and then I'd step out, and I'd be fine. So I mentioned this to our general manager at the time, and he said, well, that's where the bones were found, Rose. When we were getting the building open to open as a restaurant, we were doing things down in that wine cellar, and we were leveling the dirt to put a floor down, and the workman came to him and said, we found something, you might want to look at it. And it was like a human leg bone and an old fashioned lace up button boot like the ladies used to wear. And he, of course, panicked and he did not want bad publicity. The restaurant was going to be open in several weeks. So he said, throw them away, put them in the dumpster. Rose says every year before Halloween, radio or TV stations would come and ask her to tell a story or two. And one year, they brought in a psychic to walk through the mansion with her. And we get down to the wine cellar, and she steps, and she goes, oh, yeah, there's a gravitational pull. There's something pulling on this floor. And I said, well, we'll never know what it was. And she goes, I think I do know it was a young girl. And for some reason, she was murdered in that area and buried, and no one ever knew who she was, so... She also told Rose that it was no accident she worked at the Clark's home. I said, what? No, you were drawn to work here. You were here in a former life. You used to come to parties that the Clarks had. I have no recollection of any former life, so I couldn't really get too into it. But um, she said, oh, yeah, you've been in this home. Along with the woman in the cellar, Rose theorizes the ghosts were members of the Clark family. And then one Thanksgiving, we're serving Thanksgiving dinner. The restaurant is open. And one of Mary Clark, it was Patsy and Mary Clark, lived in the mansion. Uh, her One of her grandson from California was in Spokane, and he came to have Thanksgiving dinner with us. I went over to him, and I said, hey, Jeffrey, do you ever get the feeling that there's somebody here in the house, somebody from the past? He goes, yeah, of course. It's my grandma, Mary. She actually likes you. She's glad you're here. But he said, oh, yeah, she loved this home. She would never leave. At night, she would feel the ghost's presence the most. Her theory, because with all of the people gone and the restaurant closed, it felt like the Clark's home again. The Clark family, they had three sons and three daughters, and the youngest daughter was named Maria. And um, even when we were open as a restaurant, they kept Maria's bedroom restored with original furniture, is kind of just a display room. And it had a, a, a bed and it had a curio cabinet with toys and things in it. And so I'd have to go in there and turn off the lights. And, and uh, 
one night I went in there and the, the curio case that held some of her original toys and there was a little stuffed bear was always locked, of course, so that people couldn't open it and look at them. Um, and I walked in there to turn off the lights and that bear from inside the locked curio cabinet, which I didn't have a key for, was on the bed on the pillow. <laughs> So it just made me think it was Rhea. She was sending me a signal. I'm here, too. She wanted her teddy bear in bed. This wasn't the only encounter she thought she had with a child. I never thought it was evil. It was kind of interesting. And I actually looked forward going to work. And when I was walking around, turning off the lights on the second floor and everybody was gone, I'd talk to them. If somebody heard me, they would have thought I was crazy. And then one night, I'm walking up the stairs to where we had to go uh, have time clock and punch out for the night before I left. And you know how when you can feel somebody's around you, you don't see them, but if somebody walks up behind you, you kind of sense their presence. So I'm walking up this back stairway, and I feel somebody. So I turn around, nobody's there, and I turn around to walk up the rest of the stairway, and I feel a hug from behind, but it's like a child's hug because it was on my legs. And then I turned around startled, and of course nothing was there. She says she got to the point where she stopped telling people because she thought they would think she was crazy. But then they would talk to each other and get some sort of validation because they all had stories. You know, lights flickering, going off and on, noises. I never saw anything, though. I only heard things, felt things, never saw a figure or anyone. However, other workers did see things, and some didn't come back. We had um, a young teenage dishwasher, and he was down washing dishes, and I was closing the house. And he comes and finds me, and he goes, Rose, there's a lady back in the kitchen, and she's like in a wedding dress. And I said, oh, that can't be. The doors are locked. Nobody's here. And we go down into the kitchen, and, of course, there's no lady And he said, oh, but honest, I saw her. And I asked, can I help you, ma'am? And she just walked off. Well, the next morning, this young dishwasher's mom called me. And she said, he said he's not coming back to work. He said that the place is haunted, that there's ghosts there. Could you please talk to him and calm him down? And he really needs the job. So could you tell him it's fine? I said, well, I'm not, not sure I can tell him it's fine because... There wasn't anybody here. I don't know what he saw. I didn't see it. He never came back. There was um, a hostess that worked there, and she also strongly felt the pole in the wine cellar in the basement, so she would no longer go down there. We had a coat rack to hang coats and things, and she would not take them down. And um, I used to kid her about it, and then she gave her notice and was leaving, and the two of us were in an office upstairs, And I just am joking, and I'm kidding her, and I go, Belene, the ghosts aren't going to like that you're leaving. They seem to like you. They're not going to be happy. They're going to show you. And she goes, well, stop it, stop it, stop it. And we were eating our lunch there, and we had, uh, like, stemmed goblets with milk in them that we were drinking. And as soon as I said, the ghosts aren't going to like it, they're going to do something, the, the goblet just went bing into million pieces of glass on the desk with the base standing there but the the bowl part of the goblet and she just got up grabbed her purse and said okay i'm out of here and she never came back 
Rose didn't feel that fear that others did. But, you know, not evil things, just little, we're here, we're sharing our space with you. You know, they kind of wanted me and others to know they were there, but it was never, never scary. And in fact, when I quit, I felt bad and I I miss them. You know, it was fun. While there are a number of iconic so-called haunted houses in Spokane, and even in Brown's edition alone, this one is also special to me. I've been intrigued with the place since I was a little kid because of my own mother's story. So my name is Carol Meyer. She was a hostess in the summer of 87 with Rose and was able to help me find a way to get in touch with her. When I was coming to work one day, um, the turret on the right side of the house, the second floor, I saw an older woman with her hair, gray hair in a bun, washing windows. When I walked in through the back of the restaurant, I said, who's that lady upstairs washing windows? And they said, there's no one up there. And so we all went scrambling up there to see, and she was gone. But I saw her vividly. To this day, I can vividly see her in my mind. But she wasn't there when we walked upstairs to find her. When we asked who she thought she saw, her answer aligned with who Rose thought stayed behind in the afterlife. She pointed to how the house was restored to how the family used to have it, even down to their photos lining the walls. So there were a lot of photos of Mary when she was younger, uh, but this was an older version. After there was no one there, and we all determined that it was a spirit of some sort, then I just knew that it was Mary. So I don't know why I knew that. But I believe still to this day that it was Mary standing there washing windows. Maybe Mary and her daughter just didn't want to leave their lavish home. And that's who Rose, other workers, and my own mother felt and saw. But one thing is absolute. We will never know who those bones belong to. Until next time. This has been Spokane Spooks.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.